So, hey, everybody, I'm Bones, or Josh, and this is Cursed Podcast. Uh, so I'm joined by Britt Howe from the Witch and Kitchen Podcast. It's been a long time coming to have you on, so I'm glad you're here. Thanks for finally answering my calls, Josh. I appreciate it. Right. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been rough now that it's, like, guest-driven. It's kind of like, shit, now I've got to plan all these um, interviews, but... All this planning. <laughs> so for people that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you do, if you want. I do lots of weird things, but mostly what I do is I am a pagan eclectic witch, but my strong suits are definitely kitchen magic and divination. And on my podcast, I talk about anything in the realm of witchcraft, paranormal, spiritual, and I always include a recipe at the end of each episode that kind of corresponds to the vibe of the episode. So you can do some food magic as well as listen to the episode and just have a whole shebang about it. There you go. Well, um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today um, is uh, witching in the kitchen. Cause I've not ever, <laughs> I can't, I've, I've never talked about um, except for like maybe in passing, like making meals for Sabbath um, or like certain drinks or something, but I've never actually, um, I don't actually do a lot of uh, witchcraft in the kitchen and I do cook. Um, I used to really enjoy it, but I don't do it as much now and I'm trying to get better at it. Um, but yeah, you would think, okay, you grew up always loving to cook. You worked in a kitchen. Now you're a witch. But I just don't, other than like a little bit of like intent, I don't know. I suck. Like I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll make <laughs> special things for like offerings and for Sabbaths that have intentions, but I'm kind of like in the dark about, I mean, I get, I understand the principle of cooking and using witchcraft in the kitchen, but uh, I thought it'd be great to have you on to um, give us some tips and stuff and like ask you some questions about it. So, Well, there are so many different methodologies and ways you can go about incorporating magic into your cooking. You can go by individual ingredients and their properties. You can go by just the energy that you want to infuse into the meal itself without as much of a regard for ingredients but it's funny how usually even if you're not paying attention to the properties of the different ingredients they line up with what you want anyway there's also you can go as basic as making special like seasoning blends with herbs that you probably already use for other spell work but just put it in your food mm -hmm. or you can charge your tea or coffee or whatever you drink in the morning to get you going with different energies or different intentions that you want to set for the day. There's so many different possibilities. You can work with the elemental energies of different herbs and, uh, and fruits and vegetables. There's really, it can be so, so specific to your desires as a kitchen witch and what you want to bring about from your kitchen magic so really there's there's lots of different ways that you can well, incorporate 
as somebody who has a, an addiction to coffee and or caffeine, um, <laughs> like for instance, what's a good, um, like, what, what do you recommend? That would be a good thing. Cause you know, people drink, I drink it throughout the day, but, um, right. you know, usually start your morning with it. Um, I can't function without it. And that's not just some like boomer meme on Facebook. Like I literally will have a headache and be pissed off because again, I'm this withdrawals, I guess, but um, oh, yeah. what would yeah, you I like recommend? Like um, doing a little like intent when you're like prepping it to go off in the morning. Um, do you add any, would you add anything? I don't even know if you drink coffee all that much, but like, surely there's something. Drink it every day. Same as you. Yeah. I, I, I drink at least two cups a day, like bare minimum. Like that's what I need to actually stay awake and stave off those caffeine withdrawal headaches that you mentioned. I get mm -hmm. the same one. Um, and I, I have two different kinds of coffee magic because like during the work week, I don't have time to actually get out my stovetop mocha pot and make like a real genuine Italian brew. Oh, so that's so good though. When you do it's so amazing and I love it so much and that's just like my little weekend treat because I don't have to get up before the sun and try yes. to function before coffee so I can you know get up and really enjoy that process but for more of like the quick on the go type coffee I have a Keurig and so I I use the reusable pods and I just fill it with my own like ground coffee and so what I do with that is I actually have a sigil on the bottom of my coffee cup that I made for energy and motivation because who doesn't need those these days? Right. <laughs> Especially last year, so much was needed. Um, so I have that and that's uh, an option for kitchen magic. You can put sigils on your different uh, utensils or you can put sigils like if you make a pie you can carve it in the bottom of a pie crust and people won't even know about it so if you take it to like a church event no one will know they're eating witch pie so <laughs> <laughs> right it's kind of like spiritual poisoning the church pies um, subtle 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 witchcraft I take that to family events and they'll like eat it and they're like wow it's just so much better than like your usual pies and I'm like hey <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually talked about uh, in one of the episodes, probably like it, we discussed it. Um, I think it was like, but it kind of gets into like cursing slash love magic slash like manipulation, but um, putting <laughs> like the bodily fluids and stuff, which is not what we're going to recommend. But you know, it's like that, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's a history of using witchcraft in um, food. And I would argue, especially in the South, when, it, you know, it, it doesn't even get into the witchcraft thing of like, oh, I'm, you know, making this with love and I make it for my family. And like, I think, we, you know, we're used to having like this Southern food cooked with this like intent put in it, whether or not they call it witchcraft is another story. But um, I feel yeah. like that's similar. That's the, that's the, I feel like that's the bare minimum of kitchen magic is just putting that intention in that you want to make a wonderful meal or dish that's going to sustain you and your loved ones. Uh, Guion Raven, he wrote uh, The Magic of Food, and it goes all into the history of, you know, ceremonial foods and making foods for deities and ancestors and taking that extra time and setting that extra intention to put in that extra bit of love and extra bit of I'm doing this so you don't die 
type energy. Like this is how I'm showing my love for you is by making a meal for you. Um, but that's definitely part of it. That's, that's also what I do with my coffee in the morning. I don't put love into it, but it's just more of a, you know, I, I try to put confidence into it, into my coffee. I know like a lot of people energy or, uh, associate coffee with energy and, you know, action, but I use it for confidence because I know that, Hey, if I'm alert, if I'm focused, then I can be more confident versus someone who's, you know, groggy and not able to focus. Right. That's and I think you're like, that's such a, um, a good way to, to, to think about it too, where it's like, you're trying to set up your day and you're taking something that you always do. It's a ritual in and of itself. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes that ritual is very quick. Sometimes it's very drawn out. Like when on the weekends I might do without I'm off, I might do French press or like a pour over versus, mm -hmm. you know, just the quick program, the coffee pot. Um, but I, I like that, you know, like that, that's something you could get into that I should get into the habit of because it's like, I'm doing it every day. It's not anything like a Sabbath meal or, you know, an offering. It's just, you're kind of like making a thing that you're taking in yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and it's something that you're already doing throughout the day. So you might as well just add that little bit of magic into it. I do that with, um, as well as, uh, you know, like writing out like notes at work. Like if I need to remember something, I also have like a remembrance sigil that I tried to make as discreet and more uh, sketch like doodle like as possible so you know discreet yeah. which at the office um but yeah and even um I do that for recipes a lot too to try to remember recipes because I I'm more of a I'm more of an intuitive type cook which you would see a lot especially in southern and Italian kitchens there's no recipe granny doesn't have a recipe Nona doesn't have a recipe she just throws shit in there and it somehow turns out perfect so yeah it's you, almost you, like they know what they're doing um and there's sometimes when I cook I do intuition but like oh this needs this or I want to put this in and it's the same thing with I, I do with my spells but I'm also the Virgo that like throws away the box, but then like gets it out of the trash like four times because I'm like, how long did it say? And if it's a minute less or a minute longer, it's fucked up. But then I'm also like, I have the experience where like, despite whatever is the directions are telling me, I'm like, this is done or this needs longer. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of weird, but like, I don't know. I, you, you would think I would do more magic in it, in that sense. Cause that's how I do my, my spells. And I feel like a recipe of cooking is just a spell, a fancy spell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it all, you know, stems from the same sort of idea as a ritual. You know, there's there's prep that you have to do in the cooking. You have to prep the vegetables. You have to boil the water. You have to turn the oven on. And you have to prepare your tools and your ingredients for the spell that is actually cooking the recipe and putting that energy and getting into that semi-meditative state is part of channeling that energy into the meal that you're trying to cook. So, and then the end result is hopefully something that didn't burn. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do that every now and then sometimes, sometimes, you know, even, and some people will make mistakes with cooking whenever they're doing kitchen magic. And some people take that as like a bad omen. Now, if it's something like way the hell out from left field, like if 
um, like if something like explodes in the oven for whatever reason, then sure, that would be maybe like an omen. But like if you if you overcooked the chicken slightly, or if you let the edges of your macaroni get too brown, I mean, there's no such thing to me. I love burnt edges, but right, of course, that, me too. But but some people will take that as oh no, like I I pissed off some kitchen spirit, and it's like no no no, that's not how it works. But you just um, um, weren't watching it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I just got way too into this one part of The Witcher and let it burn. <laughs> that was my fault. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody's mad. <laughs> just be mad at yourself. Learn next time. It's okay. But I think that even experienced chefs have their fuck ups with food. Like no oh, matter who, like like Gordon Ramsay messes up recipes every now and then, and he's you know arguably one of if not the most famous chef in the world like everybody knows who gordon ramsay is i right. love gordon and but you never know if he fucks up he i mean he probably would never actually put it on tv <laughs> right. or on social media but he does i'm sure because no one's perfect and i think that's the biggest lesson in magic and especially kitchen magic is to just be easy on yourself especially if you're not very experienced in cooking just start out with small things start with learning how to hard boil eggs eggs are symbolic of rebirth and protection and new beginnings incorporate that into your magic if you you know practice hard uh, practice boiling uh eggs hard boiling eggs take that as a protection spell for your home like as the yolk and egg white harden so do the walls around my house fortify against any negative energies stuff like that it can whatever you're already doing you can incorporate that magic into same with like stirring like I'm sure if there's not a whole lot of beginner which is listening to your podcast um you know stirring clockwise to bring things in and counterclockwise to bring things out we're already doing that anyway so if you catch yourself stirring in a particular direction and like let's say you're making a soup if you're stirring counterclockwise then you can put in that intention to release the sickness or you know get rid of the cold like get rid of the chill off your bones with this soup i like you know? that because i'm i mean i don't i guess i've it's not like I don't understand, but I was my, my other question would be when you cook, are you like, well, I want this to happen. So it's probably a little bit of both. I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, I'm going to cook lasagna tonight and I want this to happen. Do you tweak that to kind of bring that in? Or do you say, I want this to happen. What dish can I make that's going to do that? Oh, lasagna. Um, I'm going to use that. Because uh, I would imagine that it's like probably both <laughs> that it, it schedules but like you personally like you know it's kind of that like chicken in the egg like which came first um do you right, yeah. decide right. your intent and then find the recipe or do you tweak already known recipe? it's probably both right <laughs> yeah it is you're right it is a little bit of both and it depends on if you already had something in mind like say it is lasagna um you can incorporate different herbs maybe some that aren't traditionally used like something that's not Italian like traditionally that I like to put in my red sauce whenever I make any kind of red sauce is just a tiny teensy tiny like bit of chili powder just a little bit 
just enough to like have that detectable smokiness it, it especially if I can't oven roast the tomatoes myself like if I can't really go full on Nona <laughs> and roast everything and you know start from bare bone scratch and I have to use like a can of tomatoes I'll add that little bit of chili pow- uh, chili powder and with that um, if I know that I have to do that then I can put in that extra bit of fire energy for action for sexuality you know whatever right. whatever you're already planning on doing with that meal anyway so like you said it's a little bit of both um and that kind of went into my other thing like when you um I guess the same thing too is do you find yourself doing like spell work and then it just kind of escalates into a full-blown recipe and not just like a tweak but um, and maybe that's like Sabbath specific. Cause there's certain things that like, I like to cook around the Sabbath and it just kind of happened that way. And then it becomes a tradition. And mm-hmm. I feel like you can build your intent over every time you make it. Like, um, even though you might tweak it or use a different recipe, it's like, oh, on Solon, I, I typically try to make pumpkin soup and yeah. I might vary different recipes or how, what I add, how I do it, but it becomes like this tradition and, I guess that's like, you know, what shit that gets handed down the family. But I wonder too, if that's like something where, okay, now that I've made pumpkin soup for this, I don't make it usually any other time. I've got all that intent behind it. So that recipe has kind of become its own little spell, even if it's borrowing from somebody's recipe, I guess for us. So yeah, um, yeah so it accidentally kind of becomes a ritual um, when it just started out as like, I want to make this because who doesn't like pumpkin soup? And then it turns into yeah. this thing. So is that something that you find happens when you like either make something with or without? Because um, I mean, there's so many little facets to it. Like, oh, I want to attract this. I'm going to throw a bay leaf in um, <laughs> versus I'm going to do this whole Sabbath specific like uh, spread. <laughs> Now, there's um, like bread and shit that we do at the same time so yeah because I know that a lot of people will share the same kind of recipes for the different sabbats or like kind of themes for all the sabbats and it really just depends on what's in season where you live like what's in season in Florida is not going to be what's in season in Wyoming you know yeah. like very different climates and I know that uh Tempest Alden or Temperance 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 Alden (laughs) talks about that in her book The Year of the Witch because she's a Florida witch and she was like look none of the traditional fall and winter sabbats really resonated with me because I'm in Florida (laughs) where actual winter and fall doesn't really exist and that's okay so a lot of the traditional sabbat recipes are some that I exclude because it's a either way too hot for chili and I'm not making chili for this or um because it's something that's not readily available now granted of course with globalization and how food is transported across the world these days it's a little bit easier to find some of those more um out of season types of fruits and vegetables but for me typically what I 
do for the Sabbaths is see what the what the vibe is in my home at the time like if I'm like being super busy or if I'm going through some personal stuff and just my energy is drained I will go super simple with the Sabbath foods like uh what's the next one coming up Beltane Mayday right yeah 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 I think so (laughs) yeah I think so (laughs) but um so for you know May it's already really hot here in Florida. You might have heard me turn my AC back on. Sorry, I was melting. But um, and like right now it's 89 degrees. I know that in other parts of the country, it's probably like 50s and 60s. And sorry for my heat. But um, if, you, um, if you know for sure of something that is in season, and it's something easy, like for me, it would be like lemon pepper chicken, something like that, because the lemon has that cleansing, summery vibe to it. Uh, the pepper can, I use pepper to get out of a funk and to repel that negative energy as well. So at the same time, lemon pepper chicken, it's kind of summery, you know the beginning of the summer season or like the hot seasons is finally coming and I can also use the ingredients for the intentions to affect my personal life and not just celebrate Sabbath Mm -hmm. and a lot of those actually come from like whenever I'm doing self-diagnosing I know that since you are a fan of old gods of Appalachia as I am. I was so happy to hear your episodes with them. I was like, oh my God, like, it's so cool hearing, hearing uh, Steve Schell, not as, you know, the narrator, but actually saying like normal words. It's, it's interesting. Right. Like, it's like, whoa, like, <laughs> um, but I know that in one of the episodes where it was um, with Cowboy, where the, um, the sisters were diagnosing him with the egg trick. That's also something that's used in Italian culture, specifically mm-hmm. like Southern Italy. So that's something that we'll do to diagnose if there's negative energy. And then we'll go about with um, the water and olive oil thing. And so that'll diagnose if you actually have the malocchio or the evil eye, because not all negative energy is the malocchio. Um, malocchio is very specifically something that's been put on you. And it's not just something that you picked up. So. Um, And then from there, I will use whatever I feel that I got as a diagnosis to determine what kind of recipe I can make to help get the ball rolling on getting rid of that energy. Yeah, see, I I like that you brought that up because it's like, I don't want to just be like, okay, what would you recommend people use for money? Um, Because you can Google that shit. Um, But like, I love the fact where you bring up the... um, trying to diagnose with like the egg. Cause that's a practice I think we see um, talked about on various things now. Um, I've never tried it, but um, you know, eggs are such a big part of magic in so many different like uh, practices and cultures. Um, and, you know, I mean, of course it's spring and like fucking, you know, all that, the imagery and stuff of eggs and shit. Like now would be a good time to like uh, rub yourself with eggs um and but um yeah like eggs all over 
because it's so weird that you brought that up because like earlier I like my other question for you was um do you find yourself doing like divination because I mean obviously we know divination exists with everything from like tea leaves to um with the egg or the oil in the water and things like this um yeah. is that something that you, you you find yourself leaning on um more than like say a tarot or something or kind of use them in conjunction um I use them in conjunction I'll bring the tarot deck actually into the kitchen if I feel I need that extra boost or the pendulum even if I if I feel like I need like a little bit more guidance like we're both Hecateans so mm -hmm. I'll like grab out my my tarot deck and my candle for Hecate and be like hey girl we got to do some stuff like can you can you help me out here um and then she'll come through tarot she also comes through pendulum but she's strongest through tarot uh with me and will kind of like self-diagnose like okay like or she'll say all right think real hard about where you would have picked up that negative juju and then you know we'll go from there yeah <laughs> she's not really uh here's your answer she's like think about it as she's like thumping your forehead like a v8 commercial like bump, 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 bump. <laughs> right <Think> yeah <laughs> so yeah um, i've never gotten like a um you know a answer per se it's always like well you're on the right track or kind of you your answer on your own accord like she'll give you hints but she's never like fully like here's the path you need to take all lined out and color coded with each individual step. She, yeah, I'm not, not really, I'm not really here to fuck with you wanting everything handed to you. So you're, you're going to work. Yeah. If you're going to want this done, but um, she will come through and cause you know, it's interesting. I learned about her that she actually had a um, in, I believe it was Abruzzo. Uh, the southern in southern Italy, she actually had a very strong cult there, um, in that specific region of Italy, which is near where my family came from, but it's not quite the same area. But it's That's like in that same, it's in that same region, so like I find that pretty cool. But she's like real on top of the Italian stuff, and she, as well as my ancestors, also tend to like chime in, like whenever I'm cooking something, especially if it is, um a family recipe or if it's just something Italian in general like um last night I attempted to make chicken piccata and I was going to use that with the witch with me tv thing mm -hmm. and I just totally totally flopped that recipe and I heard my poppy come through he's just like you stanod you added too much flour and I'm like sorry <laughs> like because he was the one that taught me how to cook but like that's that's where a lot of my spirit communication comes in. And I think it's because you get into a rhythm and you're kind of like just focusing on one thing and that helps yeah. you get like a semi-meditative state. Right. It's like a trance that you go into. Exactly. exactly. So I get a lot of that, especially if I'm like checking, like if I'm watching water boil, which sounds really boring, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's scrying. You're scrying in the pasta water. It really is scrying because you got the salt, you got the olive oil. They're both very, in Italian magic, they're both very like key elements to, you can pretty much fix anything with olive oil and salt. Look, first off, if you're not putting olive oil and salt in your water before, like, just what, what are you even doing? In general. Just yeah, I like, yeah. <laughs> so don't throw your pasta against the wall. That's not true. That doesn't work. Right. Like, and if it and sticks, it's, it's shit. You've overcooked it. 
Congratulations. Exactly. Don't let it stick. But um, <laughs> yeah, but seriously, like boiling water has been like a fairly recent discovery of like, oh, this is interesting. Like, and so my boyfriend will walk into the kitchen to like see if he can help me with anything. And I'll just be staring at the pot of water and he'll just turn around. Like I'll see him in my periphery. Like he won't even say anything. He'll just walk back out of the kitchen. <laughs> He's um, like, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I'll come back. Okay, this is something different. Um, mm-hmm. But then I had this idea, just talking about lasagna. It's like doing the like the pasta, like the 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 big noodles. Like you could use a food safe pen and like write out these like intentions and shit and like sigils and put that shit in a lasagna, and then you're eating like your fucking shit, like <laughs> without yeah. using paper. <laughs> you're your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I but like this I idea. That there's food safe markers like for um for like decorating cookies and stuff. Like I know that I've seen them somewhere. I'm sure you yeah. can find food markers. And yeah, that's actually a great idea. I never even thought about that. Um it just it's Hecate. She popped in Italian Hecate popped in my head and was like, you should be writing on your uh pasta. <laughs> um but, Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> but you could even, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a food safe marker. You could do it with olive oil. Um and do sigils like it does or the sauce it doesn't have to show up um Mm -hmm. it's just it's there but um right whenever I bake bread I also um whenever I do the egg wash over it or like I brush oil over it I'll draw like a sigil in the oil before I actually like brush it on now I am familiar with doing like when you do like breads or something like cutting in like a rune or um a sigil or something and that's usually around the sabbats um yeah but I mean, I used to work in a bakery. I used to do the art, like the sculpting and stuff for like cakes and like that crazy, like cake boss looking shit um, that I didn't even know I could do. They were just like, oh, it was the same owners of the coffee shop that I worked at. And they're like, did you, um, I heard you can do art good. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, well, can you make this 3D cat cake? And I'm like, "Uh, I've never carved anything out of anything. How am I going to carve out of cake? Like, what the fuck? But- Mm -hmm. I did have some experience like making stuff at home. So it was kind of like, it was fun, but I guess that's some of like, you know, using the markers and piping with icing and stuff. Um, You could make a whole batch of cookies with sigils and shit on them that are like very visible for everybody. But um, one of the things I like using, uh, especially in summer, and it's one of those things that um, it pops up now, uh, but like years and years ago, it was kind of like hard to come by like it is lavender and nobody was using it in anything. Um, And it was like lemon and lavender are perfect together, whether that's from a cocktail, simple syrup or uh, cookies or, you know, even like um, cupcakes and shit, like sprinkling that, finding foods, (laughs) food grades, lavender was Mm -hmm. very hard. And um, people would like freak the fuck out when I'm like, oh yeah, there's lavender in this or sprinkled on top. And it's like, what the fuck is this on here? Um, but lavender, I've, I can't think of anything in, or any incense or anything I burn that doesn't involve lavender. Um, mm-hmm. so when I use it, I'm more mindful about it when I use it in certain things, like, um, it, then I can sense the magic. And I guess that's because it's a, it's an ingredient that I use and it trans like, you know, it, it goes across, um, both little things. And, you know, I think the same thing with when I use rosemary or I use basil, so I think it might be um, maybe not so obscure for me that, I, that I'm that i not like recalling like, when do I ever do this? It's like my brain goes to those things that I'm used to using. Um, 
when I put them in there, uh, even using wormwood in a bunch of spells and then starting to use it in um, uh, mixed drinks and uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, or drinking wormwood tea, like to, to have lucid dreams and stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe I need to, to try more of the mundane, like lemon pepper, sprinkle that shit on a charcoal disc. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> well, just be careful with burning peppers because, or like anything spicy, because it can be an irritant. Like it can make you like. Oh yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't yeah. go. <laughs> I made that mistake doing that in a room without an open window and I almost died. So, you know, just be careful so what, there. That so what was, did the ancestors yeah. tell you then? It's like, um, you idiot, you can't burn this. Like, oh, geez. like, yeah. No, that was, uh, I was, I was home alone for the weekend and it was when I first started really, uh, practicing and that was when I had like a couple of roommates coming in and out like they were just like staying with me like for like a week or whatever and then they'd go but like I finally had like a weekend where I didn't have anyone at my house and this was before I uh started dating my boyfriend but he um but I was by myself and I was just like oh like I'm gonna you know I got a recipe for a spell powder with pepper in it it's some call it like it's kind of like a hot foot powder but it's a little bit different because it also has the salt in it and I was just like mm-hmm. well I don't think you can burn salt so I'll just put all of this stuff on a disc without the salt and I seriously like probably injured myself I don't know <laughs> like it was really bad so just please be careful if you're going to incorporate hot things into your spell work especially if it's near an open flame just be if careful you're- if you're a witch and you're not accidentally getting hurt sometimes when you're trying out stuff, then you're doing it wrong. Like you gotta, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> gotta if get a you don't burn down your house from a candle spell, you're not doing it right. Right. Well, on a personal note, I would like to know because I've I've always had these ideas of making it um, or doing something similar, and then always like not. Um, and that's just on me because that's mm-hmm. the type of person I am. But um, like when you talk about the um, kind of like the cakes that are traditional with Hecate on her, like, um, her, uh, fuck, the word escapes me now, but like, you know, at the end, huh? Like her feast days? Yes. Or like, uh, the end of the month and such, uh, or the last full moon of the month, um, things like this, uh, like, I, we can't even think of the name of the cake, but they're supposed to be like these little honey cakes that they used to make. And, um, yeah, yeah. Some people like, you know, come up with different like variants, but I was like, oh, one time like on her night or something, I'm gonna actually like find a recipe and make this like honey cake. I was just curious if you did anything with her specifically and like some of the stuff that might be um, traditional when I use quotation marks. Cause I, I, you know, I'm trying to avoid like, oh, it has to, I'm not a reconstructionist, but at the same time, like yeah. who doesn't like honey cakes? It sounds delicious. I feel like, yeah, I feel like any uh, entity uh, like, you know, nature spirits, deities, fae, any like woodland type spirit. I think they all like honey cakes. So like, I feel like that's a safe bet for anybody. But for me personally, with Hecate, my first offering to her was garlic and eggs because those were apparently traditional. And I left them at uh, my driveway with the main, uh, well, the road that we live on in our driveway make like a three-way crossroads. It makes like a Y in the road. So I, I left it there. And then whenever she actually responded, she was like, I like nuts and chocolate. So if you're going to leave more stuff for me, like, here you go. 
yeah here's a a range (laughs) so it's it's not common yeah which is weird because i mean like a lot of people use offerings um with food and it's like that's what people have always done they've left food as offerings um Mm -hmm. and when i first left it for her it was garlic honey um one of the first ones i did was eggs too but the very first one i did garlic and honey and that like mushrooms for some reason mushrooms and like I left some mushrooms and then lavender and I had not read mushrooms and lavender being connected to her at all um and then that was when shit jumped off and I've never I've always used lavender with her at this point um garlic always usually an egg honey but then uh, I've used salmon pomegranates and stuff and sometimes it's like it doesn't even I forget that it's even traditional it's just in your working you kind of learn like what spirits like what and, um, you know, well, I guess you can like, what they like to get from you because there, there is, of course, those standard, you know, traditional offerings that you can give to a deity. But if you actually start working with them, they tend to like other things that aren't listed as traditional mm-hmm. things from you because they want you to have a different practice with them versus what's standard like if they want to work with you they're gonna make it a little bit more personalized to you so for me uh, she's mentioned lavender to me before but I haven't used it with her yet but I have used patchouli and the chocolate and the nuts like she loves I have a chocolate cake with chocolate icing that I make that she loves she's just like you better leave me a slice of that (laughs) every time I make it like yes ma'am you got it and uh and my coffee like if I'm having a really rough morning I'll like dedicate my cup of coffee to her and since I have a lot of house pets I'll just eat the offering like in her name I'm like I'm offering this to you Hakate but I'm going to eat it because if my dog eats this they'll die (laughs) so yeah well that's the other thing wouldn't want that yeah it's like I you I never had any idea why I never felt like acceptable until later, which I don't like, again, I think it's different for everybody, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm big on leaving whiskey and liquor for spirits and um, big on like, I've left beer as offerings for ancestors and different things. If it's like a special kind of, and like her, it's like, I wouldn't say offended, but it never felt like, right. But like wine, like, like the darker, the red wine, mm-hmm. like, seems to fit but mostly it's um all the other stuff and I usually like I'm always finding bones places um I usually will leave like a little bone or something special um with the offering too to kind of like get that cycle of stuff of like giving back but yeah you do have to be a little bit careful on what you're putting down um Mm -hmm. uh whether you're doing it at crossroads or offering for other stuff like don't put out things that you know more than likely an animal is going to get into it um, do not put that out if it's something dangerous. Um, like if you know yeah. you have a bunch of stray cats, don't put down, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, just Google it. Cause there are things that dogs cannot eat and cats cannot Dark eat. Skins definitely are on that list and then grapes. Um, but for, if I leave something outside, it's usually like an egg. Like I'll leave her an egg outside because I know that that's something that she'll accept. And if an animal gets into it, it's not going to hurt them. Yes. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Yes. Um, and I mean, I've buried my offerings sometimes and st- stuff will dig it up since so probably raccoons. Um, yeah. And yeah, so. Um, 
yeah, I know that my cats would dig it up if I actually buried food out there, which is why I always just eat my offerings for her. And she understands because I asked her, I was just like, is it okay? Because I don't want my cats or my dog to get sick. And she's just like, you really think that I would want your cat or dog to get sick? <laughs> like, right. how dare you? <laughs> like, it's into, yeah, it's, it's intuition as well. I mean, you know, like, um, if you feel not necessarily guilty, but like, you have to think about why I might feel guilty. Is it because somebody told me I should? But like, mm-hmm if it feels right, then it feels right. And like I said, I, I don't think um, when you shed that kind of like um, religious bullshit idea, um, you kind of like, you're not thinking of offending the gods at every turn. Um, you, you'll you know, but like, that's like the same thing with my familiar um, when I decided to um, start leaving offerings in that sense. Like, I don't just leave them for her. Um, I she kind of channels, well, not kind of, she channels me all the time for the most part. So if she wants coffee, which is a big one, coffee and chocolate and alcohol, and you know, it's like the good things that spirits want. Um, It's like, I consume those and I would do it anyway, but like, there's a certain intent you put behind it where it's like, I'm going to have this and this is yours and I'm going to consume it and you're going to enjoy it through me. And you know, I kind of feel like that's the same thing. It's like when you're um, you're offering it, but you're also, it's almost like it becomes kind of like blessed in a way or charged and then you consume it um, kind of idea. So, you know, I like right. that. I like that as well. But, you know, traditionally with Hecate, you leave stuff out. So if you are trying to uh, work with her or have worked with her, yeah, don't leave out. And don't leave trash. Don't leave trash. Like I usually leave like oh, a plate yeah. that I, I go back and get the plate. Um <laughs> And so, but yeah. Yeah, don't. don't put it on like a disposable plate because she's she's very earth conscious. Don't like, don't leave yeah. something. It's gonna, you know. Yeah, leave it straight on the ground. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we're coming up on the end of the time or getting close, but yeah. I didn't, I, I wanted to see, did you want to talk about like your projects you have coming up? I know you're, if you've seen me on Hex Files on Witch With Me TV, um, you should also know that Britt has, um, a bi-weekly series there too that she shares with somebody um, where they go over like witching in the kitchen um so if you want to know more about this like they can you can find her there um but yeah it's been a good series so far like um it's been a good like little intro into the kitchen witching for me um so well, i'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> but um did you want to mention like you know i don't want to like throw you out there but you're working on a thing I am, I'm working on a couple of things. One, I'll be announcing super, when does this episode come out? Um, it will come out this Friday. This Friday. Okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, can I talk about it yet? Kind of, I can kind of talk about it. I was going to start teasing it on Friday anyway. So I guess I'll post it here. Um, I'm starting a, uh, I'm starting a subscription box and it's a seasonal subscription box. So it corresponds with the Sabbaths. The first one is for the summer solstice and pre-orders for that start uh, April 9th. So, so that's close. Yeah. You, I mean, you get a little um, and I'll put links to your link tree or whatever you've got in the show notes so you can find and sign up for this, but we've kind of chatted about it um, in its inception uh, for a little bit now. And um, it sounds really good. Like it it sounds like a, um, a cool thing to uh, subscribe to. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I've been doing a little bit of 
market analysis. And so far, everything's come back pretty positive. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Also, uh, I'm writing a book slash cookbook. It's, it's an instructional cookbook. So the first part is talking about the bare bones of kitchen magic, talking about the elemental energies, the correspondences to uh, that different herbs and spices and fruits and vegetables have, as well as different oils and different extracts and all kinds of stuff. So you'll get a, a literal ton of information in that part. And then you'll also have recipes for the different moon phases You'll have recipes for the different sabbats. You'll also just have some real good recipes that I'm not quite sure which category to put in. That'll just kind of be there. <laughs> I'll probably just call it odds and ends. I don't know, but uh, there's also that. That is um, indetermined uh, release date, but I am working on it. So that'll that's in its infancy, like first trimester type infancy. <laughs> and then, And then I've always, you know, Got my podcasts every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. EST. And I'm always posting uh, informational type things on my Instagram. So that'll all be in the link tree to everything else. I'm also doing a uh, fundraiser currently to go towards uh, minority uh, women in the sex industry. So it also goes towards um, AAPI women as well as BIPOC women. So um, that's the Hexen and Sexen merch line. So if you want to go check that out, I also have links in my link tree of where you can go and donate specifically just to them. If you don't want to buy the merch, you can still donate. So yeah, but then you can also get cool merch, but uh, I love that. And you, I mean, I forget at times because of everything going on. It's like, uh, yeah, like how do you not know there's a podcast, but if you haven't checked out our podcast, you should, um, all those links will be in there. Um, your Instagram is really good because you share like the tidbits and little informational things, whether it's, um, it doesn't even have to be in the kitchen, but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, if you yeah. want to hear more. And I also more. have reels too. So sorry to interrupt you, but I also have cooking reels as well that like go through some of my favorite recipes as well as the traditional Italian red sauce, how I make it. So so the, yeah, that's the only way. No, um, that's 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 serious shit there though. Like, you're you're not talking about oh here's how I do this. Like that's like that's not fucking around. If you're sharing that, like that shit's that, for real. It, it is my sauce. It has my energy into it. You are eating a piece of me whenever you eat it. So <laughs> there's human meat in this sauce. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, those will be in the subscription boxes. That's like an upgrade. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you pre-order before May, you'll get a free piece of human meat. Don't ask where it comes from. I'm right. kidding. Yeah, it's Florida. It's Florida. Florida, just, you can find Florida it. It's Florida meat. Don't worry about it. Don't ask it's, questions. There's probably meth in it. It's okay. <laughs> um, but no, it, uh, it, it felt like, I mean, this thing just flew by. I feel like it hasn't even been an hour talking to you. Um, I know. But, We'll have to, I'll have to have you back on and we'll get um, into other things, especially like once the book is getting, you know, closer there, but it's not, it's too exciting to not talk about. I mean, that's, you know, um, a big achievement and a lot of work. So um, it has been a lot of work already and I only have just finished the proposal for publishers. So I am in for a world of more hard work after I actually get a publisher. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so go, go support her work. 
um, go make some good food and shit. I need to figure out lunch. I need to make it magical, I guess. And um, <laughs> make it magical. Just put your essence into it. Right. Uh, <laughs> go go find your human meat. Yes. Your meat pies. And uh, uh, probably a bologna sandwich is the closest to human meat. Yeah. And somehow I feel like Hecate would still be like, yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, if, if that's all you got, thank you. Right. It, it, you know, it, it's especially if it's like justice related, like, oh, okay. Um, yes. This, this is person. the blood of my enemies, Hecate. Ah, right. yes. A worthy sacrifice, finally. Yes. Thank you. God, <laughs> these honey cakes are good, but I needed something else. <laughs> I need something with protein. <laughs> right. Well, um, I'll let you go so you can get back to your uh, your daily life and um, we'll have to talk real soon. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.